Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchitananda Murtaye Nishpapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harani Bhakta Kayaika Dehaya Namaste Chitsaratmani Hetave Jagatameva Prabhave Sarva Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshvara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Swarupa Swasvabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Your own isness. Your own beingness. Your own divine essence, O Shiva. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. Brimming with joy and peace. This is the life you want, just as Baba taught us. Make your life spiritual, brimming with joy and peace. Such a life knows neither pain nor agitation. This is what you try to create for yourself and for the others that you care about. You want a life that is free from pain and agitation, a life that is brimming with joy and peace. I also want for you to have this. I want for your life to be joy-filled, peace-filled, free from pain and agitation. 
the difference between you and me is that I know how to get there. Do you want to know? And if I tell you how, even show you how, will you do it? The answer is right here in this verse from Baba's poem, Make Your Life Spiritual. Wait, wait, maybe you didn't want a spiritual life. You just wanted to be joy-filled and live in peace. So can't you get that without being spiritual? Well, no. (laughs) And this should not be a surprise, for you've already proven it to be true. When you live a worldly life, focused on what you can get from the world and from others, you get what you've got. You do experience joy and even peace from time to time, but your life is unfortunately not joy-filled and peace-filled. Only God can make it so. You ask lesser creatures to make it so. It's really unfair to them. You ask unenlightened people to make your life full of joy and peace, free from pain and agitation. What's their track record? You even ask dumb creatures to do this for you. The charming critters that can't speak are called dumb creatures. It doesn't mean they're stupid, but they do function at a less intelligent, more animalistic level than people. And we love them. You ask them to make your life joy-filled and peace-filled. They predictably prioritize their own needs and interests. They are self-absorbed. Most people are too. So how are you doing with that? My Baba taught us, make your life spiritual, brimming with joy and peace. Such a life knows neither pain nor agitation. And he went on and said, live like this, and you will never again get lost in the world. Become absorbed in the absolute within. Become the supreme essence. To live a life without pain or agitation, you must turn your mind toward something that reliably and consistently gives you peace and joy. The only reliable source is the divine source of all, the unchanging reality within. This is the one divine reality that underlies the existence of the universe, which is found most easily and most fully inside. Oh, Shiva. Heraclitus, a Greek philosopher, said, the only constant in life is change. It's true. Everything in the world changes. If you rely on something for your peace and joy, when it changes, you lose your peace and joy. Worse, while you have it, and you should be experiencing peace and joy, you're feeling agitated because you know that all good things come to an end. Thus, even while you have the good things you want to have, you don't really relax into the peace and joy you wanted them to provide because you're living in agitation and pain. It's not a pretty picture. Fortunately, It's only mid-January of the new year. You can still set the tone, create the theme for your year, 
you can decide what kind of change you want to have, a change that makes your life brimming with joy and peace. Look within. Make your life spiritual. How do you do that? Isn't spiritual what you do when you're meditating or coming to satsang? Maybe reading spiritual books or listening to a podcast or going to a weekend yoga retreat isn't spiritual when you buy incense and crystals, when the ladies wear dangly earrings and the guys get secondhand tie-dyed t-shirts. This means that spiritual is something you do or something you buy, like a yoga mat or a photo of the guru. So you fill your life with spiritual stuff. You're trying to balance it all out. That's spiritual, right? Wrong. Baba said to make your life spiritual, not to add spirituality to your life or your possessions, but make life itself, your day-to-day, moment-to-moment living, be filled with divine spirit. And where is that spirit? Inside. And who is that spirit? You. It means you bring your own self with you everywhere you go. It's such a freedom. No more agitation and neediness. You walk out your front door and step into the world with a sense of completeness, a feeling of wholeness and beingness, a deep inner groundedness that nothing can wobble. This inner ground of being makes you able to face life and all that it brings. It is the infinity within that makes you able to experience all of life and stay present in it, even caring and contributing in meaningful ways. Spiritual living means you are present in your greatness. You leave your scorecard behind. You've been used to keeping score, to deciding who's right and wrong, to blaming, judging, evaluating, even loving others based on their score. You even treat yourself this way. But there's no need to compare yourself with others because they're all great too. Whether they know it or not, their spiritual light is there. It's shining from the inside, even when they try to hide it or even when they hide it from themselves, like you used to do. Make your life spiritual. Bring yourself with you everywhere you go. Spiritual doesn't mean you add spirituality to your life. Spiritual means your spirit shines through your essence and beingness. Not only do you experience joyfulness and peace, You share it. Joy is your nature. Anytime you feel joy or happiness arising within, it's because you've allowed it to shine through the layers. It's like the parting of the clouds so the sun of your own being can shine through. What most people do is try to find someone to connect to. Maybe you've already got somebody or many somebodies then you wait for that person to bring out the best in you. You want that person to make you shine. 
you depend on their presence or a special look on their face or a tone in their voice or something that triggers you to show your inner light, then you shine, you glow, you are radiant, shining with the light of consciousness. What if you let it shine all the time? You would benefit from it because when you're shining with the light of consciousness, your mind is quieter, your blood pressure improves, your digestion improves, your immune system improves, you're healthier as well as happier. The latest research studies even hint at improvements in your DNA when you are a glow. Make your life spiritual, brimming with joy and peace. Such a life knows neither pain nor agitation. Now, the word spiritual is problematical in English. Even the word spirit is. There's spirit as in team spirit. In high school, I belonged to the pep club. It was our job to get everyone else excited, all pepped up about the next dance, the next game, the next assembly, the next science fair, whatever. For a couple of years, I gave the announcements over the loudspeaker every morning in a nice, peppy voice. Today, our track team is traveling to the next town for a track meet. Let's give them all a big shout out. <laughs> and here I am still giving little pep talks every week. But the subject has changed. The direction has changed. Instead of getting you all to be spirited about external things, I'm pointing you inward. But to what? To your own spirit? The word spirit is problematical. The dictionary details many meanings, beginning with your soul or psyche. But spirit can also mean ghost. There's team spirit, and there's the spirit of the nation or its people, their primary characteristic or personality. There's your current mood or feeling in good spirits or not. Spirit can refer to strength of character, like he has a good spirit, or to a quality of exuberance, spirited, meaning outward-directed energy. In yoga, we talk about essence, another meaning for the word spirit, but spirit also means strong liquor. That's why I talk about self, your own self. Yes, your essence your inner depth and dimensionality, your wholeness, beingness, isness. Oh, Shiva, bring yourself with you everywhere you go. That's all anyone wants from you anyway. They get tired of your whining, you know? They're all too familiar with your opinions and preferences. They do their best to avoid your sore spots. Or maybe they enjoy triggering you and watch you explode or implode. You're unfortunately quite predictable in your neediness and reactivity. When you base your sense of self in the deeper dimensionality within, you'll be quite predictable, but in a different way. Predictably easy and comfortable in your own skin. Ready to help whenever possible. 
reliably considerate and understanding of others' idiosyncrasies, yet with a constant clarity that keeps you from getting caught up in their entanglements, focused and steadfast, yet expansive and generous. That all emanates from the inside out. That means to find it, you have to look inside. What do you find? Your own self. The one divine reality, which is being you while being all. Oh, Shiva. Baba's verse goes on to say, absorb yourself in the absolute. Become the supreme essence. We understand absorb. Like a sponge in water absorbs the water. But the sponge doesn't become the water. How do you get from absorb to becoming the supreme essence? Here's how. You don't become the supreme essence because you already are. It's like you decide you're going to go to the plastic surgeon for some cosmetic surgery. And the doctor meets with you and looks at you and says, I don't understand. You're telling me you want a nose, but you already have a nose. Here, look in the mirror. See this bump in the middle of your face? That's your nose. So you come to a meditation center in order to become spiritual, but your spirit is already divine. Your own essence is the one divine essence, the one being all, including you. So you don't have to become what you already are. (sighs) Except you don't live in the knowing of your own divine essence. You forgot you have a nose. You lose track of your own self. It's like if you went for a walk. You just stepped out the front door of your home and walked a few blocks. And then you don't know the way home. You turn and you look in every direction. But it all looks strange and unfamiliar. You don't know where you are, and you don't know the way back. And then someone says, that way. And you walk a little ways, and you see, oh, yes, I know the way home now. I know where I live, and I know who I am. You lose yourself frequently. How many times a day? You forget your way home, your way back into your own divinity. You're peering around at everything in the world. Will you make me happy? Will you make me happy? Will you please make me happy? But happiness lies inside. No matter how many directions you chase, happiness ever and only arises inside. It comes from the self. Your own self is the source of happiness. So meditation is turning directly to the source. This is why we meditate on the self, on your own beingness, on your own essence, on your own shivaness. Meditation gives you your own self. But then you lose it again. The goal is not to merely experience self, but to live in the constant knowingness of your own beingness. There are two ways to this constant knowingness. One. Always remember. 
constant attentiveness, never allowing yourself to forget your own self. Two, Guru's grace, which is God's grace, supporting you from the inside. Personally, I recommend both. Let's look at each one of them. The sage Patanjali in the Yoga Sutras said in Sutra 1.13, Tatrasti Yatno Bhyasaha. Practice is the effort to remain free of the mind's activities. In other words, the primary yoga practice is keeping your mind spacious and open, free from disturbances, steady in an inner stillness that gives you access to the deeper dimensions within. You get to use yoga poses, yoga breathing, chanting, mantras, self-inquiry, and all the other yoga tricks you can muster, whatever it takes to quiet your mind and to live in that inner quietude. It makes me think of the desert proving grounds for race cars, flat and long, so you can go from zero to 90 in four seconds, except in meditation, you're trying to go from 90 to zero. And it might take more than four seconds. Cultivating inner stillness is a beautiful practice that anything that comes up inside, you just settle it down again. Like with a kid who can't sleep at night, you bring them into bed and cuddle with them until they settle. Even if they don't sleep, and even if you don't sleep, you both get rest, a cozy, sweet, and quiet rest. You learn to take care of your mind. You bring it back from the brink. And then you bring it back again. And again. And again. As many times as your mind goes to the brink, you bring it back. Until your mind discovers it likes being cuddled into stillness. Tatrasti yatno bhyasaha. Practice is the effort to remain free of the mind's activities. Your other option is grace. Guru's grace is God's grace. For the guru is merely a means by which divine grace is delivered. It's like a window is a means by which sunlight gets into the room. And when you are bathed in grace, you settle within. You are absorbed in your own essence. You become the self that you already were and are. This is why I went to live and study with my guru, for his presence made grace flow. Being in his presence made me aware of my own presence and beingness. The power of his own self-knowingness emanated off of him like rays shining out from the sun, except that his light opened up my own inner sun. That's what the guru does, makes you shine like him. We were all like little puppies around Baba. Wherever he went, we wanted to go. If we heard that he was walking in the garden, we all rushed into the garden to find him. If someone said Baba was sitting in the cafe, we all went and bought chai. 
like puppies underfoot. He could barely take a step without bumping into one of us. And he laughed. He laughed at us. And he laughed with us. And he said, look within. What you see in me, you will find in yourself. When you find your own self, you don't have to manage your mind. It comes to lay at your feet like a happy puppy. Happy to serve the pure light of consciousness that shines through you. So as I said, I recommend both of these two pathways to making your life spiritual, brimming with joy and peace. One, always remember. Constant attentiveness. Never allowing yourself to forget your own self. And two, Guru's grace, which is God's grace, supporting you from the inside. You can rely on grace. Oh, except for when you're not feeling it. So when you're not feeling the grace, you know what you need to do is you need to turn your radio dial and tune into grace. How do you do that? <gasps> Mantra. You repeat Baba's mantra, which is my mantra, which, if you accept it yourself, is your mantra. Om Namah Shivaya. I bow to my inherent divinity. I bow to my own self. And every time you repeat the mantra, you invoke grace. So, number one, remembering to repeat the mantra makes number two, grace, work. And number two, grace, Helps you with the mantra, which makes number one work. So number one helps number two, and number two helps number one. It's like a double, triple whammy. When you repeat mantra, it invokes divine grace. Grace opens you up to you, which makes your mind easy to manage, which makes your mind want to groove in deeper into consciousness. So you want to repeat more mantra, which invokes grace. It's not catch 22. It's catch 23. Do more mantra. You're covered, coming and going. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namah.